it's another edition of the Mentors Lounge. And like I said earlier, in, uh, in my last interview with um, Mr. Kolo Olubodi, I said October is dedicated to women because they are very important in our life. And I have an array of phenomenal women, ladies who are doing great stuff in their space. And so on this uh, interview today, I have the pleasure of bringing to us a follower, Dari Johnson, who is doing great things in the tech space that is dominated by men. And so it's so much a uh, great pleasure that I bring uh, Ife to us today. Ife is someone I've known for many years, and uh, I'm so happy to bring her here today. Ife Olua, you're welcome to the Mentors Lounge. Thank you for having me. It's my pleasure. Right, great. So for people who don't know Ifeolua, because I know Ife, I may think dates back to about 10 years now. And let's meet who is Ifeolua Dari Johnson. Over okay. to you. <laughs> Thank you so much. My name is Ifeolua, and um, I'll start by saying that I'm a biochemist, <laughs> right? So my first degree is in biochemistry, University of Lorraine. So I'm a scientist, right? So. Um, and of course, early enough, I, I knew I wanted to go into social sciences, right? I liked um, anything, communication, marketing, and also what, immediately I was done with school, I went into marketing, so product marketing. And um, so I was working with e-commerce companies uh, for the first um, seven years, e-commerce, FMCG, um, and then a bit of, you know, um, of finance as well, right? So after that, I moved into, um, I moved back into medical diagnostics, interestingly, right? So um, I was leading marketing at one of the biggest medical diagnostic company in uh, Nigeria. Uh, from there, I moved fully into tech, uh, right? I was number three employee in a tech company. Um, so I had to build the company from scratch, uh, so which was really great. I really did enjoy my time there. Um, so of course, from there, I then moved on to say, you know what? That, there's a problem I've identified. It's time for someone to stand up and do it, right? And since nobody's coming to save us, I might as well be the person who solves the problem. Um, so, which was why I found myself creating L Tracker, which is a digital platform that is helping people have access to their health tests, right? So, that's basically my career journey. Uh, beyond that, um, I mean, I lecture. I teach marketing at CIM, so Chartered Institute of Marketing in Nigeria, um, UK for the, the Nigerian uh, part. So I also have an MBA from the University of South Wales in UK. Um, beyond that as well, I try to mentor young people. I strongly, strongly believe that um, women have a lot um, to offer the world and there is no barrier um, as, as long as you ask for help. <laughs> and you do not I mean you just don't let your circumstances de define you basically so, so yeah brief history about me <laughs> awesome 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 now that's that's a wonderful introduction from Ifeolua that's a interesting rich career trajectory mm. very rich in the sense that um, you evolve from someone who is a scientist you move into marketing you move into fast-moving consumer goods to finance you're now lecturing in the tech space and you're also a mentor now 
anyone that looks at you wonder how 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 does she manage all these caps you know that this is this is different caps in one person right what is your work ethic like what what are the things that prepared you for this because the fact that you are doing this means that there is a routine that you follow or there's something that has inspired you that made you to follow a particular regime of lifestyle or you open to opportunity what are the things that have prepared you for this that you're doing now yeah I, so number one is my fundamental principle in life is that you have to be value driven right so it means that anywhere i am i must i must be delivering value right and i was put it this way the first job i got out of school was as a data analyst right in interestingly right in in an health company um so we usually would go around and and you know you know take health screening for people for staff of organizations right different um organizations and i remember because it was my first ride not even served right i basically just put in my all and i was doing my work right but interestingly i remember that the ceo then called me one day and like he has never seen someone who is an entry level do work like this right that you work as if you know this is it this has to work right so you give it your all uh, in fact when i was leaving um when i was leaving he actually i remember that he gave me 15000 naira extra that's like 10 years ago that was a lot of money uh when i was seven i was going back to serve right so he gave me money uh to say you know you did you did really well that kind of thing um and of course you know with the promise that when anytime you're back you know you have a job waiting for you right so if, mm. when i was done seven i mean that was like the first landing <laughs> place yes. for me to say you know what at least i have this sorted um and i can trace that back to every single job i've done had done everybody comes back to tell me hey you own this space you you deliver value right and for me it's not even i i, I don't know if it's as conscious as I want it, but I think that I am just, I, I cannot be in a place and not deliver value. I do not feel, I do not feel it is right <laughs> for me to be in the same, to be, I, I mean, you must, I'm, I, I, I mean, it is part of the way I'm wired, number one. And then that's, that is what helps me, helps me to sleep at night, <laughs> knowing that I have done my best. Mm. I'm delivering value, right? So um, for me, it's a fundamental, you know principle that drives me every day to say you know what i mean i am born to deliver value right if i can't solve problems in fact i get frustrated when you put me in a position where i can't solve the problem that is surrounding me right because what else i mean so what am i doing there am right. i just sitting down there yeah. right without yeah. able to solve so um i for that for that for me that's fundamental and i think that's one thing that people can also learn right to say okay. you know what you want to be in that point where you become a problem solver and you deliver right. value. At that right. point, the, the sky is the limit because everybody is looking for problem solvers. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. So yeah. So for me, I would say that has helped me over my career. I remember the last job, my my boss, <laughs> my boss literally would leave me. Like I I was you know just great product. Um, it got to a time people thought I was even out of the company. And that happens almost every every organization I've worked. In fact, there are some that say, well, are you the son? Are you the daughter of the owner of the company? Are you, you know? And yeah. also, it, again, this is just 
this is a driving principle for me because I, I truly, truly believe that um, if you do these things, you're not doing it for them. If you deliver the value, you're not doing it for them, you're increasing your own capacity. Mm. Um, and then when it's time to do your own thing, obviously you have, I mean, yes. I am confident to do my own thing because I know what I have done for other people. If I can do that, I will do it for myself, right? At least by God's grace. Um, and it's not, it's not, I mean, my track record will show that yeah i've, I've yeah. done it i've been there done that right so Absolutely. yeah so for me it, it is not a who oh, i'm doing it for you i'm doing it for myself mm. Mm. you know mm. so uh because i i need to i mean the world this life is too short you need to yeah. you need to yeah. deliver you cannot Absolutely. you have to die empty <laughs> that's, true. that's true that's true yeah now the thing is this right we, we, we i all the people i'm bringing in october they have done so many great things right yeah but before they got to the point where people started observing them yeah there is a backstory sure um secondary school days university days family background yeah. what are those buildings blocks that shaped you to become somebody that is value driven somebody that is passionate about making impact somebody that has this mindset of i can't be somewhere and i'm not delivering value i can't be in a space i'm not increasing my capacity there is something that must have sure. informed that what yeah, it is absolutely. for you so for me i have to say it was my father right um yeah. so i grew up i mean very humble background uh but if there is something that fundamentally drives who I am today. It is the fact that my father did not, I mean, basically believed in me so much, number one, and then expects me to, to literally decide what I want to do and be anything, right? And what that meant was, so for example, my dad didn't go to school. Um, and my dad grew up, if, if, in fact, he was already old enough, when he taught himself to read and write. So I grew up reading his own books. I mean, adult books, right? All the history of Nigeria, you know, different things. In fact, I grew up, you know, with a world's view in that sense, because I had access to all the books. So from really right on, I was a bit exposed in my mind to what, what the possibilities are. Right. So, so did there he was encourage not... studying in the home, or oh, you yes, just took interest, or how did he? Have... No, he did. So he be, because he taught himself how to read and write, right, hmm. and he's, he's a master storyteller, yeah. right. So he he basically imbibed that culture in me. So it's if I what book are you reading today? So tell hmm. me about what you read. Do you really like it? So what do you think? You know, I know. And then, of course, they didn't see gender. They didn't see, oh, you're a woman. You're going to end up. No, absolutely not. In yeah. fact, I think I grew up <laughs> and then realized this happens in the world, right? Mm, so he, mm. he came, he, I mean, he basically just wanted us to be, he wanted us to see the world, right? And right. not be limited in our thinking. Mm -hmm. um, so, and I remember that even as um, when we started to work, he would call me and say, Fair, if you live where you are, can you replicate the business that, that you that you are it was in, always right? engaging you exactly it was engaging us so it wasn't like oh you're just working you know and all that somewhere you are fine or something it is are you actively involved in what you're doing are you learning are you increasing your capacity if you need to go out there and be on your own 
will you survive mm. right so and and that's not just at the job it was right from you know while we were kids right mm. is ensuring that you know you are you are conscious of what is going on you are conscious of what you're doing so you're right. not just living life mindlessly yes um, i remember yeah you're mindful of what you're doing mm. i remember that you know one of the security um, and safety instructions he would give us um, especially for me because i was the, the first born to yeah. say fair if you enter a room um and that's the first time of you entering the first thing you want to do is ensure that you can recognize at least one person's face mm. right so i mean and those little things help you to be extremely mindful of yourself of the way you conduct yourself of how you're looking at people of what you are seeing what are you registering what are you taking in what are you giving out right mm. so i think that that fundamentally structured you mm. know how conscious i was of what i am doing at time right so yeah so i would have to say it was my father he was a very handsome parent and very just very um engaging mm. this <laughs> yeah. is this deep you know yeah this is like framing mm -hmm. this framed you to be who you are today absolutely and um and that's that's very very important especially for uh, people of our generation or even older ones right yeah people of our generation who are raising children young children teenagers being involved being engaged doing these little little things they have yeah. a way of building a particular capacity building uh, uh trust building um, um expanding the worldview yeah that's a word. worldview yeah. of this uh these children and that is very very key and yeah, I thank you for for sharing that with us because it's very, very it, you know it's not just like uh, uh, I just did it no 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 it, no, does, it doesn't happen that way it doesn't happen that way that is something somebody, that yeah, yeah somebody must have it. must have paid the price or invested now yeah absolutely that's that's very good now I I want to zoom into um, some um, how will I put it now details right yeah. because the space you are playing now has a lot of mystery and what we are about what, what we want to do in mentors lounge is to demystify success yes. to ensure to make people know that success is actually replicable you can replicate success if you know how it was done just follow the process and you will get it now yes. one thing about the tech space in nigeria uh, is that is the number one in Africa today. There is no yeah, doubt sure. about it. Nobody can. As of, uh, as of, is it last month? I think we have four unicorns in Nigeria today. So yeah. that makes Nigeria the destination of choice for tech uh, um, business, tech solution and stuff like that. Yeah, One thing that is very that 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 is shrouded with some form of mystery in Nigerian tech spaces. This funding issue. <laughs> you hear people they say that this one round one, round two, round three, series A, series B, series C. How 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 is it done, right? Because um, the reason I'm asking this question is for some people out there who are also trying to conceive something. There is a point where you conceive hell tracker. Mm. So let me even start from this because I'm going to build the build the questions so that people 
who are in this space or who want to enter this space can learn and understand here from this uh, conversation so one of the key one of the challenges of those who want to enter uh tech startups in nigeria is the developers okay developers are not cheap okay the question I want to ask you now is, how did you crack the code of your development team in Health Tracker? Okay. What do I mean? Did you bootstrap? Did you pay them directly? Did you use the equity option? How did you assemble that team that is delivering Health Tracker for you? Yeah. So, um, f- first off, right, um, if we go back to the history of you know, even the tech ecosystem across, I mean, I mean, we, we learned from the Western world, this yeah. is uh, Mark Zuckerberg of the world and all of that. I mean, there was a time that you had to be a tech person to come up with a tech idea, right? Because how yeah. would you even, how would you even write your line of code if you're not, yeah. you know, technical or not a developer, right? But then what then happened was collaboration and got into that as well. So mm-hmm. collaborating in the sense that, yeah, you can write a code, but can you sell it? Can you, I mean, because again, there's a reason why co-founders, um, rather investors like people who are co-founders, like teams of co-founders as opposed to solo founders, right? Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. you know that at least you have one tech person, you have one business person, they're coming together. Come together. You know, that Yeah, that works well. So, um, I mean, first off, if I have um, an, an advice by going into what I, uh, we did at L Tracker would be that wherever you are as a student, as a, you know, wherever you are, ensure that you have strong peer-to-peer relationships, right? Mm. Peer-to-peer in the sense that, you know, it's, I mean, most of the time people chase mentors, right? Do I have to have a mentor? I will need a mentor. I need a mentor. But no, what are you doing with your Within your peers? space. within your space the people that you do life together with at each Mm. point of your life so if you are Mm. in uni you need to actively or or is it consciously make friends with people that you know that if you need to do anything in the future these are the brilliant people that you can do stuff with right Right. um because if you go around right most of most of the time you look at the historical data of people who have built businesses especially Mm. from while they were young there are people who who my colleague at school my you know where my hostel mates you know and all of that right so it's easy for you yeah it's easy for you exactly it's easy for you to be in a room with a computer scientist and say, ah, I have this idea, what do you think? And that person says, oh, that's really has a problem. Ah, you can do it this way. And before you know it, the company is formed, hmm. right? The job man guys, they were... Uh, Three guys from Ife. Well, yeah, from, yeah. from Ife, right? So um, I, I think it's very important. Care-to-care relationship is underrated. And it's hmm. usually, you know, uh, people don't take that as seriously as, you know, looking for mentors, right? Um, when the real people you need for your day-to-day is your peers. So for her, for me at L-Tracker, right, um, I mean, I, I would say the same templates. The first thing we did was, or rather I did, was to bring in um, someone as a technical, um, te- would I say te- technical partner, right? I was able to build the product with, with the person. So of course, we still had to um, bootstrap in the sense that because it, the technical bit is is a bit of, I mean, needed a bit of, te- a bit of a team around mm-hmm. it. So we still needed to build 
put it, put together a team to come together to start to build a product even beyond the technical pipeline. Again, I have like 10 years of experience. I have saved some money so I could afford at least to pay um, developers, right? Mm. So so it was an hybrid, right? I was paying some and I was giving some people equity to say, you know what, let's okay. build this thing. Um, okay. and all. So which is why, you know, my first advice, especially for people who do not have you know any money kept somewhere yeah. to build is ensure that you leverage on your network so because you can then say you know what 50 50 let's come together and build a product mm. and build this company uh, as such so but of course if you have money um yeah developers are expensive but if you have saved up money and you really believe in your idea that that's when you then begin to invest in that and say you know what uh, if i can just build you know something that works at this yeah. point and i have somebody who's helping me to build um then i have some level of proof of concept right this is yeah. this is very good because um you know some somebody may have an idea idea he has even done visibility study he has found out that yes there is a gap in this in this area and is wondering how do i break this code of development team because take it or leave it that is the the engine of that solution and these guys don't come cheap so i mean coming from so, you yes go ahead so i was going to, i want to say that you know one of the things i realized very quickly is it's easy to think that tech is a product but tech is not the product tech is the enabler yeah right so if you have an idea right nowadays a lot of no code solutions where you can use to test your idea and what that i mean by that is a simple wordpress website where people can book, where people can do basic stuff to, mm. to test. I mean, somebody reached out the other day and said, oh, they had this idea of, I think it was gas or so, right? To say people, when people gas finishes, right? So they want to be able to, they are building a solution around that, something like that, where people mm. are able to book for their gas, you know, and all of that. You know. um, I, and I think he was trying to ask for advice on, you know, who the technical, that the technical, their technical team, or the people they try to outsource to mess them up and all. I'm like, see, gas is your product. Technology is meant to help you enable and enable scale it up. Right. So, and what do you need that product for? You need that as a proof of concept so that we can then tell your investors, see what we have, mm. right? And then, you know, potentially get funding to right. build the real tech products, right? Because usually your first tech product is not what you <laughs> you then Absolutely. use to yeah. scale. So you still need to go to build again, right? When you get the real money. So what I usually advise people is, yeah, there are a lot of no code solution. And this is where, you know, you people need to get a bit more hands-on right so hmm. but because one of the things i realized is people have this idea um and then it, it stays idea because you're not ready to put in put in the work can you build a simple website right hmm. wordpress requires no if you do if you watch um youtube videos overnight by tomorrow you'll be able to build a simple uh, what wordpress website right so you don't need a developer for that hmm. right um and if you feel you do or you cannot you can go and sleep sleep in your developer's friend's house overnight and say you know just be following me as i'm doing this thing right but the point is what can you do without a developer at this point right mm. uh, because i mean there's one as if there's a, a um there's a, a principle called earn your cto 
So end your CTO means that developers are humans like us, right? They are driven by the same things that we're driven by. They are, they are driven by, of course, the money. They are driven by the value that they feel they will get from working with you. Why would they leave, you know, pay staff jobs to come and be doing your work where they are not even sure anything? Even you have not proven it. Even you don't know if it's going to work. work. There's no incentive, right? So there's a school of thought to say that, you know what, as the non-co-founder, as a non-technical co-founder, founder rather, Mm. build your products prove traction mm. so not build your products in that sense but have something and say you know what we have a simple wordpress website right but we over last month we have a hundred people you know um book for our services we we're not even doing i mean this is there's no app or there's no whatever but mm -hmm. it means that people will look at our scrappy website but the problem is so big that they don't mind to go on there and to fix it and get their solution, right? So then if you then go to your developer, to any developer and say, you know what, you need to be part of history, right? You can see what's going on already. Imagine by the time we have a clean website, by the time yeah. we have this, by the time we have that, right? But this is it, I'm giving you this equity. Again, you have proven a bit of traction. You have proven that there's something here. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, right. Mm -hmm. Um, so there's a school of thought to say non co found non-technical co-founders typically just feel like developers are gonna jump on them because we have one idea. They have they, do you know the number of pitches that technical guys get every Honestly. time? Honestly. On as in every time. Honestly. So what makes yours different? Right. So I mean, which is why I would say that um your the first thing you have to see is don't look at your products as as the tech, look at it as the problem you are trying to solve right can you make it more obvious that there's indeed a problem and that, that you have a solution mm. uh, and it is as simple again this is these are for people who don't have money they're bootstrapping and all right yeah, yeah. but people have money it's a bit easier if you have some yes. money you know that you keep it's just no matter how expensive developers are every developer will decide also they will do something for you yeah. right <laughs> so yeah. you of course you won't pay them like their full-time staff but yeah. again even you probably can afford them to full time full time full time yeah. yeah right so it may increase the number the time that your products will be ready delivery, get ready yes. yeah but at least it will get done right and then you can plan with that but if you don't have money at all right you need to take the next available thing look for a non-code solution and there are a number of them nowadays there's bubble you may require you to learn a bit of things here and there or you don't need to go too technical mm -hmm. um you just need to you know be willing enough to say no well, this thing would really work i just need to build it and i, I promise you as well these are stories investors also want to hear that you, you don't have a technical person but see this is what i have done mm -hmm. I, I can't have shown you that this is this is yeah right and then you know it makes it it makes it more interesting to the investor this is wonderful this is wonderful i mean coming from you um makes it uh, really uh workable sincerely. yeah it is workable i promise you you know because i i can say that most people who will, who will be entering the tech space are in the category of they don't have the money to fund it most will be few have the money like you said you saved up few have a big network that can pull funds together but most people usually be in that space of um how do i raise this fund or how do i do this thing and your your explanation really makes a lot of sense now yeah um recently uh first check africa set up a fund um to encourage female women in the tech space 
women founders. And um, Ifeolua Health Tracker happened to be one of the first beneficiaries of <laughs> of <laughs> of twenty five thousand dollars. Yeah. Now, the question is, how did you pitch for this? Um, before you answer that question, I want you to also factor in when did you launch Health Tracker? When did you get this fund? How long did it take you? What uh, was um, the ace for you that made you to be someone that has a great chance of being considered for it? What are the things that you had put in place or will you advise anybody that if you are to be in my shoes, this is what you should take note of in order to be positioned for something like this? So, uh, yeah. yeah. So for first check, right, we uh, we heard about them, I think that was in February. So, I mean, when I heard about them, I was like, oh, okay, of course, I, I mean, both of the founders, Odun and Hello, I mean, I'm a huge fan of both of them, of course, mm. Odun of the famous Piggy Vest, yes. and then Hello of Endeavor, yeah. right? So, um, it, I mean, there's just ladies that, that I really like and really admire their career path anyway. So when coming together to then do this, I knew that these, are, these were people I wanted on my side, right? Because, I mean, you just want to correct people on your side, is it? Mm -hmm. um, especially in entrepreneurship. Yeah. Anyway, so when they had launched that um, and they said, oh, they would soon open, because immediately I began to stock them, <laughs> right? They say, anytime they open, we're going to apply, right? Um, and that was what happened. I attended all their information se se session to kind of listen to um, how, what exactly are they looking for in female founders, right? I remember I attended one on Clubhouse and I made sure to raise my hand and ask questions, tell them a bit of, about what we're doing. I was asking, you know, and I tried to be as visible as possible so that you can at least remember me, hopefully, <laughs> when you're reading my pitch that, oh, mm. that was with the girl who, who asked that question during um, the information se session on, on Clubhouse. Mm. And then there was another on Zoom, <clears throat> right? But basically what I, and then I was following their tweets, right? Because then they would do some thread about, oh, this, oh right, we win pitches. This is how the, your pitch, these are everything that we're looking for on your pitch deck, you know, and all. So again, different investors are looking for different things. Most of them look for, you know, general things, right? But then some specifically may just want to look for, you know, what, what is important to them uh, as investors. So I, I was definitely clear about that, right? So when I was put, putting our pitch together, I made sure to do that. Um, and then when it was time, when they opened, it off and said, Oh, yeah, we're ready to, <laughs> to take pictures now. Yeah. So, I mean, basically, we just, I, I, I applied immediately, I think the first week or so. Um, one, again, um, one of the things that I also did was as we were making progress, even when I hadn't heard back from them, hmm. when we're making progress, so we, I think I applied in April, if I'm right, in March hmm. or April, and then May 1st, no, 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 yeah, I applied in march right so we've we had had our first discussion i think they had reached out and said okay they wanted you know to have the first call um i think that was around april mm. uh and then in may we launched officially 
Mm. They hadn't gotten back, <laughs> right? So it was still my money that I was using. So, uh, and I basically just continued. So as we were making progress, I made sure I was mailing them to say, okay, mm. we've launched, this is what we've done, this is what we've done, right? Just to show that, yeah, you know, even if we don't get funding, we're still yes. going to make progress, right? Yes. So obviously by God's grace. Um, but with your help, imagine what we're doing without any money right mm. if we then get money imagine how much we can do it so can that's be. the psychology for me right so to say no let, let's keep updating them about you know the kind of traction we're getting and all of those um so you know that also helps i want to believe it helped right to say you know what because i remember one of the mails they were like oh somebody there's a slot are you interested so that we can speak to you before it's your date mm. um like oh yeah yeah absolutely right so and then would have that at home um so until you know i think it was around june that they then finally said oh yeah you uh, we really like what you're doing we're, we're gonna back you um right so my advice to anyone who is trying to do that is investors want to see of course um a scalable idea right scalable yeah. idea in the sense that you want to your your idea can it basically can um your your idea your business your team everything can become big without necessarily um increasing the cost mm. you get so yes. um so you want you want your idea to be so scalable and it's not like you have to keep sinking in money for you yeah. to increase right so which is why facebook for example they don't have they, even if they don't have an office right you know it's just people all around yes. the world joining it's basically yes. only online right so what which is where technology comes into place where can he scale right mm-hmm. can you if you are done with nigeria can he you know what's your market size like at, mm-hmm. is, is there a num- is there a large number of people that can use this are people willing to pay for your products right so because at the end of the day investors want to get their money back right mm-hmm. one way or the other so yeah. they will be looking at how much will i make from this deal right so it has to look profitable he has to look like oh we're gonna get our money back because mm-hmm. there's a market there for it this is this this is scalable and then this person is correct as well <laughs> so yeah um which is where you also need to um you also need to ensure that you've done a couple of things right or at yeah. least there has to be something inimitable about you right mm-hmm. that is almost like yeah you're the right person to do this if, right. if i mean right so and yeah. what i mean by that is um if you are fresh out of school for example what have you done in school what have you done that makes it like ah okay if you've done this you, you have a shot at doing this right so most most times there usually is a track of, of track record right so except you're highly technical so for people who are highly technical who've done you, you know you've created badass products before right yes. and then you then create these products and you say you know what i think this can work but because investors will have more trust in you because they can see your track record yeah. right even if you are non-technical what have you done as well right mm-hmm. um yeah so it's easier for people to trust you that way because they can see a bit of track but and it doesn't have to be long yeah right they are 24 year olds they are 23 year olds who are getting hundreds of thousands of funding in yeah. nigeria that i know very well right mm. who are purely young guys right yeah. but then while they were in school they were doing internship in a lot of companies they were building products with companies i mean and not even in lagos i know people who are outside of lagos some guys in worry who are mm. working remotely for companies here in lagos i mean 
different things and they are building core products right they're already yeah. working with them so if you then come up and say you want to build your own products you want to build mm. your own company of course you're believable because you've mm. seen it done you've you've been part of it right so um and i and i think that's important because sometimes you know you have to face the reality yeah. you're conscious living if you already know this is where you're going then you need to be intentional now right because there's a level of exposure as well that would make you uh be aware of what's going on um so i mean that would be my advice to anyone who is trying to get funding ensure that you come correct as a person you you have a bit of track record that shows that yeah you're believable uh the other bit is whoever the investor you're trying to get as well you need to redo your research what what are they looking for right you know uh what do they want to see what what should be on your pitch deck right yeah. and all of those and then create some level of relationship right so relationship in the sense that don't just send a pitch and then you know just back out right yeah. what ensure that you are updating so that they can see your progress even before they come back to you because it will create some level of fomo right fear of missing out or oh these guys are mm. they are bleating mm. right so uh that, that's what i would advise Honestly, uh, this is this is this is deep. Now, you know what I can pick from what you're saying now is there is a process to all these things. Um, there is a need to have a trackable uh, history that is consistent with offering value, building capacity, so that they don't just they, can, they they know that this person they are dealing with has this profile. Yeah. Now. In the light of that, what will you tell a teenager, young girl, right, who is in secondary school, who just saw your saw the headline, female uh, tech founder earns, I mean, wins this fund and everything like that, and is looking, I would like to be like this this woman. What what will you tell that kind of teenager? That, that girl who is trying to build some confidence in herself or is trying to create a path that, okay, if I can follow this, I think I will have a chance at doing something like this in the future. What will you tell that that young young girl? Uh, well, the first thing is you finish school first. <laughs> you need to finish school because, um, I mean, obviously, statistics shows that you're most successful, you're likely to be more successful if you finish school, if you finish your secondary school, if you finish your um, university as well, right? Um, however, um, what another thing I would like to say, which is a bit controversial, is people's journey can be non-linear, right? And what I mean by that is... So it's easy for people to say, oh my God, a lot of young people are doing great stuff. I want to be like them and all. But I mean, statistics realistically shows that the average age of successful entrepreneur is 44. Mm-hmm. 44 years old, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. So um, it's easy for you. And the reason I'm saying that is, um, of course, you want to move in, move with the right crowd as you, uh, you know, um, in, if you want to get there early, right? Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is, um, if you're a teenager right now and you're looking at, oh my God, I need to, you know, deliver value. I need to solve problems that are scalable. I need to also, you know, just do great things. I want to be the next Zuckerberg, right? And build the next unicorns, right? The first thing I would 
definitely would say is finish school number one the other thing is build the right kind of relationships right because those are the things that are going to help you get where you want to get to mm. and if you have opportunities as well that would give you leverage you know head and shoulder above other people please take it if you have parents who are who are rich enough to send you to private school if you are, i mean they're they just basic things that gives you more access to opportunities that most mm. people do not right so if you know that you can push yourself to get first class out of school because mm. then if you have a first class then it's easy for you to intern at some companies right yeah. because then they will open their doors to you so what are the things that gives you leverage leverage go for it right because then it gives you a bit of you know edge everywhere you get to and once you get that head it also opens your eyes to opportunities so it may be oh you were able to because you have first class you can go to school in the uk and then maybe you work in a tech company and realize this is not that hard i can do this back home Mm. right and then because you have the first time knowledge of it it's easy for you to replicate that right so there's a lot of things that can happen just because you are conscious about what leverage can i have Mm. so and some people there's nothing you can do first class may not happen but what other things can you do are there activities you want to be at your SUG president you want to just ensure there is something that you are doing that makes you have some leverage Um, and then he helps and it may be as simple as I want to learn how to code and we really really good at it putting the 10,000 hours that they say it takes for anyone to be an expert or something Mm -hmm. right and then especially if you are female if you then really become really good then I mean, the world is at your at your feet, right? Because yeah. then you can work with it with companies even while you're at school. You know, you're doing crazy. Basically, can have a lot more opportunities. So that's what I would say. While the other bit of it is, don't be afraid to try new things, right? Because again, people's journey. I mean, my, my journey has not been linear at all, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it has yeah. been a lot of like this, right? Yeah. So I, I would I would be lying if I would say oh, you had you just finish school go work in a company then move on uh, no. save money and so it may not happen that way i've yeah. seen a lot of people who basically from school because they've been doing stuff already just comes together with a couple of friends and say you know what let's solve this problem and then they begin to and then they get funding and they do it and then some people just say you know what let me work for a while i'll do what i'm doing by the side and then i move on i mean and different things and some people is i need to go to mit first in the u.s go finish right but at the end of the day the most important thing is find your leverage Mm. you know so if yeah that your leverage will then open that you know opportunity for you and if you if it seems like you can't find nothing makes you different nothing is working then become the best friend anybody can have because those friends especially for the fantastic if you especially if you are if you are able to keep great friends they will be the one that will drag you in when important conversations are happening uh there's a story or do of piggy vest was saying she was saying that um when she how she got into piggy vest because i have three founders right um she she said she went for an interview she was coming back and then someone so she saw two two of her friends called out to her from you know one of the buildings they saw her passing and said, ah, i'll do come now and then she entered and then they were discussing the first uh, company they were trying to build and they're like ah, oh yeah now let me be a co-founder too now you know i know and that was it that was it and that was it so again just be a good friend good, <laughs> sometimes good, that can save good. you so yeah find your leverage basically awesome awesome now a few more questions for you uh if yeah what is your global vision for health tracker 
So um, our vision for I me, mean, my vision for health tracker number one is to make health testing accessible to Africans, right? Um, and for people who are followed by story, I'm very passionate about this because I lost my dad to a very a, a unnecessary illness that mm-hmm. if we had caught it early, it would still be alive today, right? Um, so um, that that's a that's a huge mission for us, right? Because it's not it's not it doesn't end with Nigeria, it doesn't end with um, Lagos, it doesn't end. I mean, it is can we get Africans to live longer, right? Mm. So and the way we see it is we know with the help of diagnostics, we can add at least 10 years to people's lives, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because you just need to be a bit more aware, right, of yeah. your health, and then you can make actionable decisions, right? You can yeah. speak to your doctor, you can facilitate that, you can work. I mean, simple cancer screening, for example, in Nigeria is can be so tough to get right mm-hmm. um there are screenings that need to be done every year just to be sure right and then people live longer just because they catch it early yeah. i used to work at scene lab one of the most excruciating things is um people coming in when it is too late when it is too late yeah right and because up everything exactly and wh- what usually happens is some of these things don't give symptoms until it is too late so by the time you are noticing that there's a problem it is too late yeah. Right. So, which is where it is a huge deal, right? I hear in some Western countries, right, that immediately you become a resident, you know, they begin to already just yeah. blast you with uh, messages about, oh, you need to do this, a routine test you must yes. do. And it's paid for, it's free. But hey, we know that in Nigeria it's probably, it's probably yes. not. But can we reach the people? Um, can we get get people to have access to their test? And there's a lot of components to that, right? Um, so my vision is that Africa Africa actually becomes, um, you know, a set of people who live longer, right? Mm-hmm. Not just, because it, sometimes it feels like a disadvantage to be mm. in Africa from, mm. bo- from, I mean, already from all perspectives, economic yes. and all of that. But for health, come on, we should at least have good at health. Least. Yes. Right. You know, um, and then we can, you know, um, live longer that way. Um, so for for me, for us, for the team at Health Tracker, our mission is we need to make health testing accessible to Africans. Mm. Um, and the vision is with that we know that we can add at least ten more years to people's lives. Right. Mm. Uh, because then, yeah, again, my my father will be here today mm-hmm. if somebody had fixed that maybe you know ten years ago as well. But yeah. Good. That's that's really awesome because um, one thing that we face in in Nigeria and Africa generally is that you see somebody walking, they say that the person is dead. Yeah. And just say, well, I saw him yesterday. It was this, 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 this. Maybe the BP has gone to two hundred and he's just walking. Yep. Um, someone goes to the toilet and um, the urine is almost turning from yellow to brown and they just feel like maybe it took something and the thing is already turning something not knowing mm-hmm. that the kidney is going yeah you know well, you find blood say, in your stool you find yeah. blood in your urine i just feel like oh it's gonna go away and there's a lot there's just a lot that people yeah, yeah. and then you don't hear that person says oh they just suddenly fell and died, and died. really did they just suddenly you know um and, and that's that's where we want to come in people should not suddenly die right because again um our bodies always give warnings the yes, question sir. is are we listening are mm. we listening mm. Mm. now the, the two 
Let's say two more questions for you. Yeah. Now, um, when 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 um, when a tech company or a tech startups wins a fund, you hear so so thousands of dollars or one million dollars or something like that. The question is, what is behind the scene post receipt of the fund? What is uh, expected of the founder or the team? <laughs> what is the obligation of that health start? I mean, that startup to the funders. Can you uh, shed yeah. some light on this? Because they, that one is also important. You hear somebody gets four hundred million dollars. What, what what actually happened post receipt? After. Yeah. Please. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting that you asked that because I mean. I also, I mean, I remember that I was on the other side as well to say, oh, okay, after you get the money, what happens, right? Yeah. Um, and I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot of school of thought. And I mean, we've actually seen Africans being insulted, you know, a little bit when people <laughs> we've had found some investors who have to have the founders again and say, I, I hope you know that money is not for your personal use, it's for the company, which is of yeah. course an insult, right? Yeah. But the point is, um, investors are giving you money because they want you to build the company. They <laughs> want you to increase your revenue. They want you to increase your customer base, right? Yeah. So um, typically what happens is when you go in to say, yeah, you want to get funding, you already mm -hmm. are putting out indices to say, you know what, with this money, this is what we're going to achieve, mm -hmm. right? So when somebody says, yeah, take this money, it means go and do what you have said you're going to do, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So once you're getting the money, you most likely are then going in to say, you know what, maybe you want to hire more, you know, the team, yeah. you need to do some marketing because now yeah. you have a bit of money to make noise and yeah. get more people to purchase. You, are, you want to chase some partnership, maybe you want to increase, um, the number of products so if you're in manufacturing for example or whatever right that means you can't you know build a bigger factory to say okay yeah, yeah we need we can then turn up more things because we'll not have money um so for example you can say well, you need the money to go and launch that's why you see some people say oh they have launched in kenya or yeah. they have launched in this place because of course you need money to launch in a new uh, yeah, country new country right so, yeah so or maybe you need the money for licensing so then you now you now need to apply because you now have money to apply for a license. new license which will help you to acquire more customers right but yeah. the point is at the end of the day you now have a responsibility i mean i tell someone uh, that um i mean of course beyond first check we've raised a couple more funds right um, mm -hmm. but the the point is i have become extremely more anxious <laughs> since i you know i raised money because what what that does to you is this is not just about me this is not yeah. just about you know me running a small company it's no longer my company in that sense yeah. it is our company yeah right i am now responsible to ensuring that it succeeds right because yeah. that's somebody's life savings that they've given yes. to me to ensure that it returns right and not just returns it returns in multiples right because right. that's the only way it makes sense i mean you, you're a christian right you yes. know the, the, the parable of the talents right yes Once. so when somebody gives you five talents you you need to return ten, 10 right yeah. so and the person who went to hide their own uh, right. I mean, that's actually a typical story, right? Because one, it is almost on on head off, right? Mm. And it's almost like a sin for you to collect investors' money and not spend it, right? Because yeah. it means that something is wrong, right? Mm -hmm. You can't you can't turn it 
to profit you can't yeah. make it come back in multiples right mm -hmm. so literally you need to put your that money to work mm -hmm. and ensure that it turns out profit so um it, it actually forces you to be a lot more responsible uh yeah. because it's not just my money anymore it's some yeah. people's money and i need to give accounts of it right another thing is you give investors updates right every month you need to tell i mean it's no longer it's no longer oh i'm doing it and you can't do the company anyhow you want anyway there's no there structured people, structured process. it has to be yeah. it has to be because there are people who are also watching over their money yeah right and then once you collect people's money it means they have more oversight of what you are doing good uh right so you can't I mean they're now investors right they can even say well, we also want a bot seat right so it means they can make a decision and say sorry we need to change the ceo because we don't think you are capable of running this our company Complete. right so before you before you take money <laughs> you need to be sure that but you have already. counted the cost yeah but you're ready right because i mean i've seen a lot of people get shocked right it's like oh why they forgot it's no longer your company it is our company now there's a lot more people in you know who, who are watching over what's going on right um and it can really get stressful mm. because you're no longer managing yourself and your team you're managing all these stakeholders right mm, mm. um and you need to do right by them you know and all mm. that um and then imagine you don't raise money once you raise money continuously, continuously. So you have a ledger pool of people every time to manage you know and all of that yeah. um so yeah mo raising money is good it helps you to scale your company to grow bigger on time you know and you, you can move fast right fast, because yes. now you have money you're not bootstrapping you're not mm -hmm. waiting for this to grow before you can go on to the next yes. thing, yeah which is what the investors are counting on so it would also put you under a lot of pressure to grow fast mm, mm. you get so it yes. is no longer oh you know what i'm gonna go to work oh we're gonna you have to what yeah. are you doing tomorrow what are you doing next tomorrow you know it's it's a bit of um so increases the pressure number one and then the money is not yours obviously right yeah. so it's for the company and you even realize that you have to justify what you are paying yourself what you are paying your team you know it's it i mean it's not as fun as people <laughs> people think it is i have to confess and tell you right but again if you if you're really driven by the, the vision and the mission of your company you would yeah. enjoy it because at the end of the day that's what matters yeah so so the the, the question is haven't I me mean, you explain all this there is an there is an area that i want you to also expand on somebody gets x dollars thousand or million dollars what is the value chain of return to investors how how is that done i mean okay somebody gets hundred thousand dollars you get twenty five thousand dollars do they give a time frame or is it that they are now co-owners and then you will now be profit sharing how does it work in that, in so that aspect yeah so there are different ways right so yes. um i mean where this is where investment especially for you know venture capital uh, becomes it's, it's also a risky game right mm -hmm. because what it means is you are not bound by law to return the money okay right so it's not because it's not my money you can't mm -hmm. hold me responsible for your money it's yeah. the company that you are investing in yeah. you get my point yeah right so what that means is um investors 
typically would wait for two more i mean the most popular things right two things one for an exit exit in terms of maybe somebody buys your company up and then says for all of your company this is it and this is how much you're going to get so because they bought your company everybody then shares the money obviously right mm-hmm. this is how much you get you own this you get this you own this you get so of course yes. the investor will be happy at that time because you would have sold that multiple times of what what they bought you, know, you started yeah what they brought in right so i mean which is the case of paystack for example yeah where they were bought at 200 million dollars right yeah yeah so everybody so imagine if you own just one percent of that you already know what your money is right so and yeah. everybody's happy right mm-hmm. the other bit of it is you want to get to ipo ipo means that you know like a junior you begin to then sell shares to the public mm. Right, because you are selling shares, it means you can sell your shares. You can part yeah. of it, and easily you cream out, right? So you just need yes. to say, you know what? I want to dump, you know, a thousand of my shares, right? Because you still have all these things, um, and then easily you can sell sell it. So, again, um, most investors are banking on any of the two to happen: mm-hmm. an exit, or you get to IPO. IPO. Yeah. So um, the other options would be, okay, you can sell your equity to, so if you're oversubscribed, you can sell your equity to people who want to just come in and invest in your organization. Okay. Right. So um, here and there. But that's a bit more complicated. But the easiest one, which is what most people wait for, which is exit, you sell like Paystack, and then, you know, you get to the point like Jumia right now, Jumia IPO'd, right? And there are people who have made their money back just because Jumia IPO'd. Um, so again, where you then want to look at is from an investor's point of view, how many pay stacks would happen? How many juniors would happen? Well, you know how many how many numbers of yes. startups we have? And then we can only point out to a junior. But the good thing is you can also see your valuation increase. Mm. So if you came in early at, I don't know, or any of these guys, right? Maybe OPE. Or even Flutterwave that just raised, um, or Andela that just raised two hundred million dollars, yes. right? You can then begin to say, my what I put ten thousand dollars to, maybe it was at one million valuation when I got in, is now mm. worth one point two billion. Mm. So anytime I want to get out, I'm already getting out in multiples and multiples, multiples right? Yeah. Uh, and then he also in, he has increased my value, my financial value as a person, yeah. because yeah. now I have a this value. Um, I hear some people are able to, you know, you can get some loan based on that as That's well. So again, it, yeah, it, it, awesome. you know, yeah. awesome. But okay, that's for the successful ones, of course. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> two more for you, two more for you, and I'll, okay, I'll leave you. Said that it's, that been, it's, okay. it's been, <laughs> no, what is happening is that you're bringing out some things that are, are going to be very useful for okay. anyone, actually. So okay. the, the thing is, for health tracker, what is your own end game? What is your end game in terms of exit? That's one. Okay. The second one is, are you open to individual investors? Like someone feels like he's watched this thing, it goes to it goes to health tracker, he checks everything, the value offering, etc. I think I want to be involved in this. Are you open to? And those are my questions. And that was random for today. <laughs> okay. So I'll start from the um, the other one. So y- yes and no, right? Because the way it usually works is 
I mean, when whenever we're raising, we typically would, you know, be open to venture capitalists, right? Yeah. So sometimes we have individuals who say, oh, no, 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 I want to get in on that round as well, right? Mm. And then, of course, they drop money. We've had, I mean, we've had a couple of people, individuals who have invested in us anyway, mm. um, right? Uh, but the way it also works is because you are individual as well, mm-hmm. you may also not know when we're raising. Yeah. Right? Because you're, if you are individual and not in the space, of VCs where you even get the information, oh, right? So typically, what happens is we keep a database of people who have, you know, um, in, told us that they are interested in raising at our, or investing for our next round, okay. right? So if you have view on database, so whenever you were raising, we basically just send you an email to say, okay, if you are interested, this is what we're raising at, right? So um, that typically will be how it works, right? So we don't raise all year round, right? So uh, you just buzz us and you say, okay, yeah, transfer the money. That's how the way it works. Um, they are typical. So, re- so the way they want to get on that database, what do they need to do? They just need to reach out to us and send us their email address. So anytime we're, re- we're raising, we just send an email to everyone on the database. Good. Right, so that's, that's one. The other bit of what's our plan. So I'll say it's too early to tell um at this point um uh, but i mean because we're very ambitious uh, i would want to say that it would have to be either one of exit or ipo um right but again it's too early to tell to be honest right we're barely six months so uh right now we just want to focus on even building a company that you know someone can i mean that people can see or come um, that that can scale, that can grow, and then get to the point where we begin to think of what do we want to do? Do you want to exit? Do you want to IPO? You know, and all of that. So yeah, I would say it's too early to tell. <laughs> awesome, awesome, awesome. Yeah. Hey, fellow, I'm so grateful for your time this this afternoon. I, my pleasure. That's been my pleasure. The, the thing is, most people that I bring, I chase them for close to two months. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm happy that finally I got you to come on board today. So your final thoughts are for us and for anyone, and that'll be it for for uh, this uh, interview session today. Yeah. So um, I think my final word will be that I mean it sounds cliche, but you have you have had to believe in yourself, um, and not just blind belief. Blind belief. I mean belief in the sense that. Be intentional with the way you live, right? And then it is it is almost a guarantee that you will be able to do the things that you want to do uh, because you are laying the foundation, you're laying the ground. Uh, the other bit of it is um, don't write yourself to it yet, right? Um, especially for people who feel like they've toiled, they've done nothing, it seems to be working, you know, and all of that. Mm-hmm. Especially if you're indeed putting in the work right mm. don't write yourself too off yet right mm. um you basically just need one break and then everything begins to add, add on to it right so just keep keep on on that part um identify what you want to do and just be bullish about it right it would happen great yeah. great thank you so much fellow. my pleasure i'm my so pleasure. grateful yeah. and uh that's it for the interview session today I believe everyone is going to really enjoy this uh, this session. Uh, once again, thanks so much, Ifeoloa. The CEO and founder of Health Tracker. It's great having you on the Mentors Lounge.